The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. Yeah, that's Paddy Hanna and Yoko Ono, a recent single from his brand new album. Imagine I'm hoping his fourth album. And uh, we're very, very lucky because we have Paddy Hanna himself, uh, the man himself, sitting in front of his uh, his uh, heart. Well, that sounds that sounds emotional. No, sitting in front of his fire um, at home. How you doing, Paddy? I'm feeling very well, thank you. It's it's been a nice little Sunday, so I'm uh, I'm in good spirits. Excellent. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, I'm really, really enjoying listening to the new album. Imagine I'm hoping your fourth album. It's a really rich listen. It really, really rewards um, uh, kind of sinking into it and giving it time. It's unique. It's melodic. It's interesting. It's lyrical. It's a great album. Uh, how does it feel to have it out? Um, you know what? We gave ourselves a run in. I mean, I think there was about a year between when we f- plucked the first note on the actual record uh, to it coming out. And in that time, and I'm sure you know from experience, it's the weight can make it excruciating. You go through every kind of emotion. Oh, God, is it bad? Oh, God, is it, you know, is it good at all? And um, days up until the release of the album are not necessarily easy uh, from an emotional point of view. But once it's out in the ether... Generally speaking, it's pretty nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it is nice. But, you know, listen, if, if you're a musician who doesn't deal with insecurity, then you're a liar. Absolutely. Yeah, or you're the Hannibal Lecter or something like that. Um, I'm kind of the type of person who kind of texts people songs and goes, eh, what do you think of this? Are you like that? Or did you keep it completely locked down until it was out? This time I, I completely locked down. I think there was one time I slipped and I played it to my friend Jamie because um, I was working on one on a, a record that Jamie is is, is working on. And um, I, you know, we 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 were drinking whiskey in, in during the session, and I let slip and played the record in classic drunk fashion. But other while, than while that, staring I, while staring at him directly in the face, I assume. You know, uh, one does what one must. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would generally speaking, I used to play people records all the time to sort of um, gauge their opinions. But I realised that that was just my insecurity leak, leaking out. Uh, this time through, I, I was very mysterious. <laughs> I, I kept it to myself. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it's it sounds great. I mean, uh, Daniel Fox produced it with you. Um, I just think the sounds across the album are really, really good. Uh, the piano, that that kind of grand piano, uh, is the kind of star <laughs> across the record. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe you can argue with me here. Maybe I'm wrong. But there was a couple of themes that are really kind of, you know, jumped out at me over the course of the album. Um, sleep and dreams, um, and kind of death and dying. But also mm-hmm. this sort of. I don't know, taking stock or like trying to be comfortable with yourself or accepting yourself. Like there's a lot of looking back, but it isn't with regret. Would you kind of agree with that? Or I think if you were to psychoanalyze it, you could come to the conclusion that this was kind of thrown together in during COVID, dealing with your own personal uh, emotions, uh, you know, and having the time to do it, I suppose. I thought about that, like, you know, because I... I when people ask me, what's this song about? What's that song about? I tend to get a little uncomfortable. Um, I, and I don't think it's because I don't know the answer. It's because, I don't, I don't know, I feel strange explaining the answer. Do you know what I mean? And also, I like a bit of mystery. You know what I mean? Figure it out for your gosh darn self, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, your analysis is sound. Excellent. And 
I think that, you know, if we were to go into, let's say, the details of songs in particular, so New York Sidewalk, that was almost like a little writing exercise. I can't quite recall when I came up with the hook. Normally I come up with the hook first and then I kind of write around the hook lyrically or whatever. That sort of became a writing exercise about experiences I have had in that particular city. Ultimately, it kind of ends on a, it ends on kind of a nice little expressing of, you know, all of the things that we do in life, well, not all, but very often the things that we do in life that we perceive as accidents can become stories that you tell your friends or uh, happy little anecdotes to make people giggle. And, you know, you take lemons and you make lemonade. So very much the album is going into the, the vault, you know, uh, the memories. It, it's uh, it's also looking towards the future. Um, you know, I went through significant life changes while recording the album. And so I actually, I, I made revisions to certain lyrics, like in the studio, in light of seeing all these people around me whom I loved and uh, all the kind of happy changes that were occurring in my life and this and this and that. Uh, I've, I've had more than one per- person say that this is like, you know, dare I say, is this his happy album? And I'm like, first of all, thank you for pointing out how much of a misery guts I am. And second of all, maybe it is, you know? Yeah, no, I think um, the f- it's interesting. I think the bulk of the album, well, from you know, this is just my opinion, obviously, but um, it, it kind of feels like, uh, processing and looking back and and and, uh, and that kind of stuff and the first and last tracks are like a response to that they feel like okay this is this we've looked back and now we're going to move forward did it was that a conscious thing or is this the kind of thing where you kind of finish the album and see what you have or is it the kind of thing where you're like I- I'm going to channel all these kind of feelings into this and see what comes out yeah I so I my own personal style of writing is so I, I, I'm dyslexic, right? So I everything to me is jumbled up and strange looking, all right? So so basically, I look at songwriting as, as, as a puzzle, okay? You write one little piece, you write another little piece, this and this and that, and the making of an album becomes the assembling of the puzzle. So you take all of these disparate shards, a little bit of a song, this little bit, and you assemble it all together. And then in the arranging of the songs, you realize you actually had a concept. So it's unconscious, yet conscious at the same time. So I'm not somebody who's going to sit down Rick Wakeman style and be like, okay, this is a musical about, you know, uh, King Arthur, you know, Uh, unless I unconsciously write about King Arthur for ages and then assemble it. And it's like, oh, bloody hell, it was Camelot the whole time. So, yeah, so I think that there's like, you know, learning difficulties can be a tremendous boon when it comes to songwriting. Um, You know, uh, that's how I see it anyways. The only thing I would say is for me as a songwriter, it took me a long time to be comfortable with the fact that I wrote the way that I did. Because, you know, generally when you hear people talk about songwriting, they seem so professional and they seem to have it all figured out. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You can write in a chaotic fashion you can write in a messy screwy way it's all in the assemblage that's when it all comes together you know you don't have to sit down at a desk with a a suit and tie and 
you know, you, you can be a, a scruff yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you're writing, you know? You don't have to hold your hands up and let Jesus send you the songs uh, from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. You, you, you don't, like, it's too, uh, too many people rely on the words of other people and, you know, it's... You take you cherry pick, you know. It's best not to take any word as gospel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at um, it's a pleasure to listen to. Imagine I'm hoping is the fourth album and new album by Paddy Hanna. Uh, go and check it out. Um, we're going to play a song now. We're going to play New York Sidewalk, and I have to say this is probably one of my favourite songs of the year so far. I just. You know, uh, I'm all, I, I was almost emotional with a hangover. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Listen to it one day. Uh, it's just a, a gorgeous song. So uh, I really appreciate uh, that you wrote that. Um, Paddy Hanna, thank you so much for chatting to us today. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Let's play um, New York Sidewalk from Imagine I'm Hoping by Paddy Hanna. This is Radio Nova. The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.